Hello there welcome back to Dr D show I am Dr Deepika Krishna the host of this podcast who loves you to the kitchen and back because my love for you is healthy Much love to all those who made time and are listening to this podcast whether traveling or cooking or in between work If this podcast has in any ways helped you cope with your health issues and motivated you to walk the path of wellness then please leave a review because it makes a huge huge difference Don't forget to check out Immuno Sciences and their awesome supplements that will help you build your immunity will take care of your nutrition needs works wonders for all those fitness freaks out there and also helps with chronic and acute diseases so without any delay let's start today's podcast hi everyone so we are starting again today how is everyone today is today delhi had fabulous rain the weather was awesome and yes because of that um uh, you know i have some internet issue so you we might face some bit of problem but i'll make sure that we post all the conversation in the uh, igtv chat well uh, like we know that today uh, we have with us kamna chibbar and she is the head of mental health and behavioral sciences uh so you know having completed her mphil in clinical psychology she is a trained therapist working with children uh, teens and adults she is passionate about working in space of child adolescent mental health relationship traumas and abuses she designs and creates programs for implementation in school corporate organization and ngos that are directed towards enhancing mental health and well-being so without any further delay let me quickly add kamna we are waiting for her and please be prepared with your questions it's going to be a fabulous hi kamna how are you i'm doing very well dipika it's such a pleasure to be here with you so uh, i am very good thank you for asking me that and um, you know and very curious curious for this uh, session of ours because uh, uh i'm sure you know uh, our audience have a lot of question with you um, uh, because and particularly during you know midst of the pandemic where the things are very unprecedented so yes and i think mental health is a major thing i mean apart from immunity the next best thing one can take care is mental health so kamna why don't you tell something about yourself to begin with well uh- Thank you for such a fabulous introduction. In any case, to start with, uh, like you were mentioning, I am a clinical psychologist, so I am a licensed therapist. I've been practicing in the field for over a decade now, roughly about thirteen, uh, fourteen years, uh, that I've been uh, working in the space of mental health, and um, this is my area of passion, right? Um, it, yeah. It's uh, the day I had my college. uh it was certain that this is the field that i absolutely want to be associated with and uh it it's been a wonderful journey growing through uh the systems uh while i've been working in the space of mental health work got, have gotten to work uh with a lot of young people with a lot of adults uh, in different different spaces uh do extensive work with schools with colleges with ngos corporate organizations mm-hmm. and i think one of Areas that I really enjoy working in is spreading a lot of awareness and creating a lot of sensitization around mental health-related issues. And right. for that, 
you know um end up doing a lot of writing conversations just like you and i are doing right now yes, yes, uh, you know through yes. media through um, you know blogs mm-hmm. books we we try to so tell me what what drove you to become uh, you know a psychologist uh, what drove you what was the you know why did you choose uh, uh, to become a psychologist so um i think for me uh, the journey started uh, as a very young person i uh, used to read a lot and uh, one of the first about, books about that i read health. was well i didn't start reading about mental health but i would generally read a lot of novels and sydney sheldon books were a rage during my time in school and uh, some yeah. of their books used to really talk about uh, you know uh, psychiatrists and psychologists and it's very intriguing profession and then uh, parallel to that that i was born into a family where uh you know the profession or not the profession but the idea of working within the community always given a lot of importance and uh, so that became an area uh, that you know always kind of clicked and uh, i was very lucky uh, even though we did not have psychology as a subject when we were in school this is about 20 20 22 years ago uh, but i was lucky mm-hmm. that i was surrounded by uh, professionals or uh, doctors who were willing to guide me at that time they suggested the subject i landed up myself in college in a bachelor's degree in applied psychology at gargi college in delhi and then there was no looking back thereafter because as soon as i started engaging with the field the studies the work uh, this was it yeah. for me i just i just this has to be the space where i work because uh, i think every day is a new day it's a very novel experience working with different people and there's so much work Absolutely. that you can do and uh, it, it's extensive the amount of uh, you know uh, work we need to do within the space exactly exactly i mean i and uh, particularly following your passion is uh, the best thing you know if you find your career or your work which is related to your passion which you have been following uh, for from childhood which is amazing you know for me also it went like this only you know because i also come from a family of a doctor mm-hmm. and uh, that didn't drive me to become a doctor but then you know watching my parents healing people and treating doing surgeries and talking about those things on the dining table yes that you know so i wanted to do that so then yes of course mm. um, medical and doctor was the field to become so you know please tell our audience Absolutely. that what is the difference between psychologist and psychiatrist because i think there is a lot of confusion and people just always misunderstand that so please clear it for us Uh, so uh, i think the first thing that's important to understand is that um, well both psychologists and psychiatrists work within the same space yeah. of mental health yeah. uh, that is our common platform but the way in which we work within the space is different uh, so which would essentially mean that when a psychiatrist is working with a client who has say a diagnosis of depression they would be looking at medical intervention for it um, which would mean uh, looking at medicine which are specifically geared to work on the neurotransmitters the okay. imbalance of which can lead to the precipitation of a mental that health condition that is more of a neuroscience perspective a psychiatry yes yeah. uh, brain behavior related linkages and they try yes. to uh, understand that and they use that understanding and they use medications to treat the same problem that we as therapists would work on by utilizing various different therapeutic modalities which is the in common language you call it the talking cure where uh, you may use mm-hmm. a lot of different schools of thought uh, could be cognitive behavior therapy could be uh, acceptance and commitment therapy could be a psychodynamic or a psychoanalytic mode a humanistic model uh, rogerian therapy yeah. which is humanistic model could there, there are lots of different schools of thought and we may use one 
um, you know, one of those, a combination of those, depending upon who's trained in what, uh, yeah. to work with the client on the same problem, say, in this case, depression, to help them develop the coping skills, the strategies, the right ways of being able to manage their own emotional experiences, to modulate their own thought processes, uh, which would be impacting mm-hmm. their behaviors, their relationships. And uh, so essentially, we work in the same space, but we just use different modalities to work in that same space. And oftentimes, yeah. in mental health, the best results come out when you are looking at a combined approach. Um, so yeah, that's how we typically mm-hmm. operate. Okay, wonderful. I think that's a very great insight from uh, you because uh, it's a hell lot of confusion out there. So tell me, I mean, you work with, you know, a lot of kids, you work with adults, you work with teenagers, Um, you know, what kind of, I mean, because these are the times when, you know, a lot of people are inside, they don't have a lot of excitement, they don't have things to do. And there is a kind of a mental fogginess, which, you know, comes and goes, mm. the drive is lacking, the, mm. you know, passion is lacking, uh, everything has, has mm. been procrastinated. So, you know, how does one deal, particularly, you know, uh, kids and teens and adults, you know, maybe let's go one by one. So let's talk about the kids first. Well, I think uh, you're absolutely right. These are very, very difficult times because uh, our so-called normal way of functioning has undergone a significant alteration. Us would have ever thought that we would end up being in a situation where we would be restricted to a very limited space and we would be controlled by an environment instead of being able to control the environment. And uh, that is something that we as human beings in any case try to a lot and I think that understanding becomes even more difficult for younger people children and adolescents um, more so because uh, you know their ability to be able to understand uh, uh, the nuances of the situations that we are in is certainly not the same as what it would be for an adult and at the same time when you're looking at younger people they come with their own uh, tendencies to want to uh, take risks, to, uh, you know, uh, go and explore the environment, uh, to uh, try and figure out can be different, have a good time. Those are, those are the driving forces in those ages. And so it's very hard for them to stay yeah. in these restricted spaces. Um, and I think somewhere and it the curiosity, falls on the you know, the curiosity don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying, you know, even they're so curious. So they, it's very hard for mm-hmm. them to stick inside. Yeah. That's very true. They don't. They don't like to be indoors. They don't like to be kind of bound down by that. You know, uh, the yeah. four walls of the home. And, you know, be stuck in that. Absolutely. And so it becomes Absolutely. kind of the responsibility of the adults around as to how one are you communicating to the young children or the adolescents who are there around you to be able to give them the right understanding and awareness while also helping them develop an understanding of the fact that right now is a time where you need to look at the collective good. If you get stuck with thoughts of, I am feeling bored, I am feeling restless, and you keep focusing on that, and you forget about looking at what is it that is going to be for the larger community, the larger society, you will struggle to make that adaptation. And so it requires constant conversations from adults with the younger children, with the adolescents. And secondly, Mm -hmm. it also requires us as adults to be extremely creative and innovative. We need to find the child within us to be able to become far more engaging than what we would have otherwise. Because previously it was easy to find classes, find other experts who could engage with your children or with your adolescent, keep them busy while you could take care of, you know, your roles at home or at work. 
but we don't have that alternative it's there in some forms you have the virtual classes and all but it's not the same yes they still need a lot more active engagement which means families and adults need to come together to be able to support each other kind of uh, you know take on roles together so that they can provide the right kind of environment and home and i just can't keep stressing enough the need to keep talking and communicating and having more and more conversations know, with know, the young mind you know a lot of times kamna uh, happens you know the kids are sitting quiet or they are you know getting over hyper they're getting angry without any reason so i think they are all mm-hmm. kind of symptoms which you know uh, which represent that it kindly it may lead you to a uh, depression if it lasts for long so mm-hmm. yes for parents or for family members it's very important to talk to each other to talk to even kids because a lot of time kids are being neglected ki iska to mood kharab hi theek ho jayega you know zid kar raha hai theek ho jayega but i think uh, uh, during these time it is very important to talk and convey like you said you know talking is very important and find some excitement for them i that's Mm-hmm. absolutely i love that what you said and tell us something about the adults you know because um, a lot of us have been facing mental fogginess and have have been procrastinating mm-hmm. our, our work you know on regular basis or there's no um, you know uh, interest or the you know the flame is lost what do we do during these situation what do you say i think it's very important to start looking at going back to what we used to do so there was a routine you would follow there would be a structure in place you need to get that back in because the fogginess results from not being able to get yourself into an active modality of doing things and engaging in activities and so you need to get that structure back in so you had a time when you would wake up when you would get ready you would go to your office you would sit in your office do your work number yeah. of hours during social engagement exactly and with your colleagues off you would have a cup of coffee or you would sit down and have lunch together and you need to get some sort of a system going at home even now because there are a lot of yeah. people who struggle with yeah. that even now even though it's been you know almost 4 months since we've been in a variant of some sort of a restricted living at home so people need mm-hmm. to get back to those basics that's very very essential mm-hmm. to maintain your I think it's also very important to demarcate boundaries you know uh, being at demarcate? home and working boundaries uh, between the different roles because what okay. is happening is that roles are flowing into each other you have to keep on swapping for from doing housework to doing your oh, work yes. and then oh, you yes. get pulled back into the housework yeah. so you have to keep on demarcating those boundaries it's very important uh, you have to be able to say or no sometimes sometimes at home sometimes at the workplace again it requires very active communication if you're struggling with something manage your roles you need to have chats you need to talk to either your bosses your colleagues you need to talk to the people who are at home so that they can support you in the right way because these are unprecedented times yes. so people are also not aware of what would work best so they may need to hear from you what would work best for you mm. so you need to kind of take that action very important to stay connected with friends with family members if you're worried about something do a lot of video calls uh, you know uh, there are a lot of people who are uh, watching films together there are different platforms which are available to do that right where you can pause the film at the same time and you can watch it together and take breaks at the same time and we need to utilize exactly. these uh, technological supports as well in an effective way but in a way that works for you because i think somewhere we also get stuck in these thoughts of oh this person is doing this much and i need to do the same 
that's not the case you need to do everything at your own comfort level exactly because you know uh, productivity has become a competition i you know that's a current fomo i say you know we had fomo which was social you know fear of missing out of some party but the current fomo is you know fear of missing out from the productivity so uh, yes I, it has become a current mental stress because people are creating and doing blah 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 and people are talking about mm. that so that is also mm. you know a kind of thing where you know some people are just giving up ki okay usne to bahut kar liya just let's just forget it so yeah i think that's a human mm. tendency because we like some kind of competition mm. and you know and change we don't like of course nobody likes change and during these times when our routines are changed when our things are changed mm. that's why you know we are facing a lot of trouble because as a human uh, you know a tribe we don't like change so yeah i mean we these like, are a lot of yeah. things yeah 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 nobody likes change <laughs> So, um, yeah, Kangna, tell tell us, you know, because like you said, you know, switching off the button and doing all the roles at the sl- same house, mm. you know, uh, sometimes being a mother, sometimes you know, being a dad and doing your office work. So, how do one coordinates mm-hmm. with all these? I mean, just give a gist about it. it. You know, it's very difficult a lot of times, you know, because just to switch off, you're working, you're talking to a on a mail, and the suddenly your child comes, you know, mm-hmm. mama, he is fighting, my sibling is fighting. Then you really have to switch off and show that interest in them. Otherwise, they will feel yes. neglected. So, you know, just tell us some yep. tips that how do we deal this these things? So I think whatever needs to be done in that moment, we can't ignore it. So you won't be able to be in a position where you tell your child that you know, okay, no, I'm not going to look at this right now because I'm busy finishing this meal. Yeah. So you need to kind of you know figure out Absolutely. something. So you have to in that moment. It's almost like doing a crisis intervention, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to be very short. It needs to be very precise. It needs to be very concrete. What suggestion you're going to give to your child or your children at that moment to solve that issue? you do it in a very very short time frame so that it does not take you away from your work for too long and you can come back and engage with whatever activity you were doing you keep the longer conversation for you later give us on. some examples it's very important give us some examples so for instance in the same situation if you're talking about you know uh, two children your sibling uh, you know who are fighting with each other they come yeah. to you they interrupt you in the middle yeah. of your email you turn around you talk tell to your tell your children at this point in time that okay what is the issue that you're fighting about instead of trying to get into the nitty gritties of who said what to whom you try yes. and ask them where did the problem originate so you go straight to the core of the issue figure out where the problem originated give them an immediate solution to that tell them we will talk about this later make sure that once your phase work is ended you do go back to it and you help them understand why did the problem escalate who was not listening to whom who was misunderstanding so that in the long run your children are acquiring the skills to be able to resolve their problems on their own so this becomes the pattern that you need to follow so that there is minimal disruption to your routine and yet you are able to also ensure that the problems which are emerging on a daily basis get taken care of fully i think this is one of the most effective methods of doing this uh, problem solving uh, kind of an approach i think the second part is that what also happens is that a lot of emotions get built up within us when we're going through these multiple switching of roles and it's also important to stay aware of what is this doing to you mm-hmm. if you stay aware of and you can identify okay this makes me irritable it makes me feel low 
it makes yeah. me feel dejected it builds the stress within me then at least you are attuned to what you are going through and you can come up with ways of being able to de-stress yourself if you are not aware you're not going to be able to do anything and there's going to be a volcanic eruption after a few days so that's not helpful to anyone so you then need to be able to take your break at the end of the day keep a good unwinding routine for yourself it could be music it could be uh, you know reading something it could be watching an episode of a show so basically you need to be aware of what emotion gets espoused to you create your own unwinding routine so that you can you know completely relax at the end of the day and when you're again about to take on your work on the next day you feel energized enough to be able to engage with it these two things are probably going to be the most helpful i feel in this entire situation if we can do that we will be able to combat most of the situations that are emerging in a relatively good way uh, there would still be things which may get left which may need to be addressed at length but by and large this approach would work very well i mean thanks for the um, those are very good input uh, can we talk about you know some anxiety disorder and uh, you know because mm -hmm. teens uh, kids and in fact i'm mean, a lot of adults they also face uh, a lot of anxiety which people again don't think that it can be a you know mental disorder or can be a beginning of a mental disorder uh, could you throw mm -hmm. some light on it and you know how does one can take care of that in fact uh, this is a very interesting question uh, right now because uh, i'm in the midst of also writing this book on anxiety currently and this was an issue a topic that i was you know trying to write on the other day as well and uh, one of the things that you know uh, came up uh, which i was looking at at that time was that a lot of times words like anxiety words like depression when they've entered our common language what it has done is it has also kind of reduced the importance that we give to it in being able to understand yeah. whether this could be a disorder or not because absolutely so yes anxiety is a normal experience fear is a normal experience it allows us to be able to protect ourselves it's an evolutionary mechanism which has come into our being to ensure that when there is a threat from the environment we could protect ourselves but the fact also is that yeah. anxiety um you know can become maladaptive when it gets triggered in situations which does not warrant that response in a situation when that mm -hmm. starts happening and your react to a situation which is there in front of you is more exaggerated where you're not being able to keep uh, your thoughts or your feelings under check and it's impacting your day to day life your functionality your performance your productivity that's when it's become a disorder and it needs to be addressed and for a lot of people simple things which they experience which they may not realize could be symptoms of anxiety could be you know ghabrahat hona becheni hona dil ki dhadkan tez ho jati hai you you know you get palpitations you get cold sweats haath pe thande ho jate hain right you mm -hmm. can experience uh, you're feeling very detached from your body from your own self these are some very common ways in in, in which anxiety manifests and uh, also for a lot of people when they're anxious they end up having a lot of thoughts which run in their mind which they feel are very hard to control typically we yes. all have thoughts but we able yes. to the thoughts come and then they kind of flow out of you know your mind it's, it's like mm -hmm. a river flowing you know they come they go they come they go they go, don't get stuck but for some people thoughts can get stuck and when that happens that creates a lot of anxiousness as well and i think what's exactly. currently happening and is that this uh, our mind 
yeah i'm saying that our mind has a habit to pick the negative uh, you know uh, message more quickly rather than the positive i mean that mm-hmm. is also you know uh, and a lot of people uh, the neurons which works towards carrying the negative emotion works more hyperactively rather than the positive one so that might also be a reason um, yes but then i mean yes, what what, what should uh, they do if they having these kind of symptoms or trouble again you need to start directing your attention towards what is it that i can control because primarily a lot of the anxiety is happening because you're feeling out of control your focus yes. is going on to either the past or the future you're not kind of bringing yourself into the moment to say right now i'm in this situation this is what yeah. i can do with this and so i need to kind of get myself to center so you need to kind of keep on grounding yourself into the present reality that is something yeah. which is really helpful i think it also helps a lot to create certain rituals for your own self which include things like focusing on your health your well being exercise could be meditation could be yoga could be simply breathing mm-hmm. um you know could be listening to uh, light relaxing music classical music sufi music anything that kind of helps you just be able to disengage from your experiences of your day to day living and allows you to be able to kind of restore your own sense of well being these two three things in themselves uh, but those are amazing pointers i think one should have breathing like you said meditation breathing taking care of your uh, well being uh, you know breathing also takes care of your pulse it will bring down the pulse which will eventually help with your anxiety and i think being at the mm-hmm. present moment you know uh, we all are talking it's a mindfulness is a big topic but yes mindfulness yes. is a very small thing to do just be present because currently mm. we have so many distractions so many distraction are you know our elders they were present what you they used to do because there was not so much of you know uh, different media entertainment and blah 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 so you know being mm. present and connecting with each other that is also the mm. reason you know because uh, the anxiety during these days or the anxiety in our, the youngsters are getting more and more because they are mostly distracted with um, all the other kind of means so Uh, well said i think uh, which is the commonest um, you know kind of uh, disorder which is seen generally in adults or in teens so uh, if you look at statistics then depression is the highest uh, you know uh, is is the illness which affects the highest number of people worldwide 300 million people across the yeah. world are affected by depression um you know it used to be cardiac illnesses which was the top most illness previously and uh, mm. it was only i think this year or in the latter part of the last year that depression uh, came and superseded even cardiac issues and that's how prominent yeah. mental health problems are um you know across mm. the world and yet you know it's they aren't necessarily talked about as much and uh, people may not be as aware of what they can do to take care of their mental health absolutely lovely lovely uh, so we have some questions here let me go back uh, scroll back mm-hmm. and then i'll go with the questions one by one uh, there's one question that what do you suggest to people with depression to cope up with the lockdown stress i think uh, someone who already has a diagnosis of depression it's very important that if you are already taking some treatment stick to it don't be in a rush to try and vary it you would have been working with either your psychiatrist or with your psychologist you need to trust in the processes that have been created for you you need to 
revert back to your experts if you're not currently in contact with them make sure that you connect to them everyone is doing consults online right now make sure that you're developing and working using the already established coping strategies and mechanisms that have worked for you in the past stay connected to friends and family if you're feeling something which you're not being able to cope with in a moment don't try to keep it to your own self reach out seek help talk about it unmute yourself make sure that you keep on reaching out and talking about it about what's happening to you so that people around you can support you in the right way stress does not build up those would be some of the basic ways in ensuring that you're being able to take care of yourself i really like the word unmute so unmute yourself we do unmute on the videos but yes i love that term unmute yourself <laughs> i'm going to use the yes, same with, with my kids unmute yourself and speak <laughs> Oh, absolutely! It was a it was a term that we came up with uh, when we were doing our uh, World Mental Health Day campaign uh, last year, and I think it's a word that's been that stuck with everyone. That you know, that yeah. has to be you know the way forward is to unmute forward. yourself for mental health. Okay, so next question we have here is: Being locked down with family seems to have skyrocketed the rates of fights. and misunderstanding hmm. how can one avoid these the questions i think situations i love this question because yes um, yeah, i have i mean, hmm. even i am aware about uh, a lot of people who are having these kind of issues what do you have to say about this so um in in this kind of a situation see uh, the thing is that we need to be able to recognize that why is the conflict emerging it's emerging because each and every individual in this situation is feeling a lot of stress and burden of the situation so somewhere yeah. what we do need right. is a little bit of empathy and ability to be able to put yourself in a space where you can have some amount of understanding of where another person is coming from our mm-hmm. own short uh reactions are coming because we don't have the patience at the moment to be able to be, uh, respond to others in a relaxed manner because we are feeling the stress and strain of the prevailing situations when you have that understanding yeah. at the back of your mind you must make an active effort to step away from situations which can become very conflictual on your own to ensure that the reactivity reduces that i need to make an effort to respond not be uh, too you know excessively rapid in trying to get something out of my system to the other person means that in the time you need to be able to step away you must do that you must remember that each every individual is struggling and then talk about things if there is something which is bothering go talk about it because if you talk about it the others around you also know what your trigger points are you become aware of their trigger points you can all actively make the effort of ensuring that you're not triggering each other as well communication is going to be the key trust that you are there to support each other and ensure that you keep on talking to each other about things that is something which is very essential and i would always suggest in the midst of a crisis never take a decision when you're experiencing very strong emotions so refrain from any decision making in regard to your relationships or reaching any uh, you know sweeping conclusions about the other person in front of you 
Yeah, I know. I know that very well said. Now we have one more question. Do you, uh, how do we deal with people having severe depression and anxiety? I think we discussed about that previously. And uh, if you are really having a lot severe anxiety problem, then you know you should seek a therapist and you know should uh, be taking care of it. Uh, so you know, in fact, I'll quickly like to add that um, uh, we. Uh, you know, we also manufacture very good uh, health and uh, sup health supplements as well, which also, you know, we have various range of supplements. So, you know, some of them are also very beneficial to boost your sleep, which has good amount of magnesium in it. And we have a lot of uh, plant-based extracts, which calms down your, uh, you know, cortisol level, which calms down your nerves, uh, which, you know, so actually, you know, one should uh, try those kind of um, herbs, supplements, you know, particularly take care of your sleep pattern. Because again, if you're not sleeping timely and not waking up timely, and like uh, Kamna said that one should have uh, their schedule uh, and follow the schedule, so which also includes sleeping and waking up on time, because uh, sunlight really enhances your mood and uh, gives away all the, you know, gives out all the good hormones. So I think, yeah, that's, that's, uh, these are a few pointers which one can do. And if you have more questions, kindly reach to, uh, you know, I have tagged here the mental, uh, Fortis Mental Health, or you can reach to Kamna as well. I'll be attaching the link here. And yes, Kamna, what, what do you have any depart? Could you share some departing sentences today, you know, just to motivate our audience and to be happy? Yep. I, I think uh, it's very important that you keep having conversations about mental health or you need to prioritize yourselves before you start looking towards what uh, could be happening with another person. First, focus on you. Get yourself to feel good. Focus on your routines. Focus on ensuring that you're following the system of uh, uh, unwinding, relaxation, fulfilling your roles and responsibilities. Keep the greater good in mind. Don't be impulsive. Don't be in a rush. Um, you know, try to ensure that whatever decisions you're taking, there is an attitude of gratitude. There is an attitude of keeping in mind what is going to work for the society at large. These are unprecedented times. I know I've said this a few times today, uh, but these are unprecedented times and we need to Absolutely. tweak the way we have been operating. It's a wake up call for all of us. And uh, this wake up call also brings with it a lot of concerns around mental health and well being. And uh, I hope these conversations keep going on and more and more people start looking at well being so that mental health problems can be averted. Because if you're already taking care of your well being, the chances of you getting too impacted and not being able to adapt and not having the resilience to be able to work through stresses and crises uh, will be much less, much, much lesser. So work on your health, work on your well-being. It's something that will always stand you in good stead for the rest of your lives. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. And yes, and whoever has questions, please reach to Kamna. I'll be attaching the link again. I'm repeating as well. And stay healthy, stay safe, guys. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So yes, we learned a lot today and, you know, uh, we had so much of um, insights on mental health. Uh, one should be having their routine. One should be, you know, uh, unmute their, yourself and speak with your loved one. Speak, you know, whatever problems you are facing. Take care of your, um, you know, health. Take care of your well-being. Um, you know, sleep and get up on time. Practice good health. Practice good eating. And yes, stay healthy. Stay safe. Bye. Take care, friends. 
A big big thank you for all those who managed to listen to the end of the session sending you warm wishes and good health. If this podcast has in any way motivated you to embrace your health, wellness and lifestyle then don't forget to like, follow and subscribe to this channel. I love reading your comments so don't hesitate and please send me your reviews, love and support. If you wish me to have some special guest over then please drop their name in the comment section below my team will make the magic happen for you I will meet you in the next podcast with another amazing topic for you Dr D is now signing off until we meet again stay healthy live consciously and love endlessly